Welcome to Toast in the Morning, your number one podcast for all things sports and more. Here are your hosts, Evan and Peter. Enjoy. All right, we're going to pick up right away in the middle of our conversation here, Evan. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? Um, just to tune in here, I just wanted to clip this moment. We were talking about uh, Talia Tagovailoa being rejected for his sixth or seventh year. Sure. Uh, six, probably. Yeah. The Dolphins draft them out of, like, uh, friendliness. Yes. It's it's like the Thanasis. Now, I was thinking the same thing. Yep. Yep. And I feel like that's the perfect segue into Dolphins Mania. Um, I want to eventually end up at Tua colon conversation about contract question mark. Is that like the title of the of the episode? Yes. Okay. Or Mayhem in Miami. <laughs> Ooh woo. And it's like a picture of Tyreek in like a hurricane in Miami. And he's like, Oh my god. Fortnite. God. And he's, yeah, he's, he's Peely's overlooking in the horizon. Yeah. Anyways, off of my point, Evan, um, we've been doing this the last, I feel like it's become a ritual the last about month or so. How do you feel after this Dolphins loss? Ah, yes. And, you know, where do you stand now that your season's over, you have no hopes, everything was destroyed, and you're in the gutter? Uh, not good, buddy. Not good. I went, you know, I saw, I went out to Mr. Krabby's, the, the finest establishment in the tri-state area. I heard they have a good happy hour. What was that? I heard they have a solid happy hour. They do have a decent happy hour. They do. Um, <laughs> so I was out in public watching that damn, damn game. You must have been foaming at the mouth. I was not happy, that's for sure. I was not happy. But, um, yeah, it was a bad game. Very I mean, bad game. If you like, in theory, if you just take away that like Tyreek bomb, you guys really, really sucked. Whoa, really? Like, really? And I think even I'm, with the Tyreek bomb, we still really, really, yeah, really. Yeah, I know, really but at sucked. least like the set, the seven made it look way too good for how you guys played. I don't think so. Like I've seen, I've seen so. better zero point performances than your seven. Point I points. I don't think so. I think it didn't matter if we scored seven or six. Or five and a half or eight point seven five, it still sucked ass. <laughs> and it's like where it's tough because where do you guys go from here? Because in reality, you guys were in the prime position to make a deep run. Um, especially I get a, tough injuries. Besides that point, I mean you had a young coach. Uh you guys the were greatest coach of all time slinging the ball all year. Tua was having a career high. He is still on his rookie deal. Uh, which is, as everyone sees it, the most optimal time to go win a Super Bowl because like the Dolphins are doing, you can surround them with talent because you could pay them instead of your quarterback. Now, going into year two, there's a lot of question marks on the defensive side, but that's that's problem number seven out of the, the top The defense 10. is the least of my concerns. So. But looking at the offense, I mean, the running at the running back position, most of getting old. And Achan is a question mark in terms of health. Can he be a every down workhorse back? I mean, I could see him kind of being in a going into the future, bringing in like a uh, Montgomery type figure. I've kind of started to fall in love with that running back by committee scheme, little by little. Mm-hmm. And I think Achan is like a perfect guy to it kind of he throws off the momentum, not the momentum, the. Uh, 
He's like your screwball, you know what I mean? Like, you know, Montgomery's running inside handoff, inside handoff bruiser, and then HN comes in with his 4-3, 4-4 speed and tears up the sidelines for 60 yards. I mean, I would like that. I would like to not always have to run the ball on the outside because mm-hmm. uh, Miami loved to do that. And even, listen, and I makes saying... the play calling bland. But back into my rant. Forget running back because that's not the biggest problem. Receiver, we're looking good. Other than like maybe you can use, you know, use a sixth round pick on a decent receiver, a fifth, sixth round pick. I think we need a decent number three. I think we need an upgrade on number three. As a that number that is true. I mean, but your one and two are also so strong. Where the I what I think you guys need is another receiving tight end as you had in Gasecki. Uh, I feel like he he was an underrated missing piece from the offense. No, nah, I don't think so. I don't think so. I, I don't see you guys running that many schemes where the wide receiver three only becomes a problem in terms of injury for you guys. No, well the thing is, with, with like Gasecki, they would most of the time they ran him. With the hand, with his hand in the dirt, and obviously he's practically useless with his hand in the dirt. Like they're not gonna, they're not yeah, gonna do. But where I, he throws him, they're not gonna do that. I'd just not. like to see more of a. Maybe it comes from more of a big-bodied receiver, where you can rely on them to take hits in the middle of the field, where you don't have to put Tyreek in as many positions where he gets hurt, or Jalen Wallace well, yeah. just where they get hurt. Just whether it's a tight end or a big receiver, somebody that can take those middle-of-the-field sideline catches. Yeah, I'm not sure if that was supposed to be for Eric Azucama, who was the fourth-round pick for Miami in 2022. They were going to – he was going to expand his role. Chase Claypool was supposed to be that role they were hoping. Yeah, and he – He was terrible. Yeah, pretty much useless. Azucama was was sad because he re-aggravated his neck, which is the injury he had in college. Mm -hmm. So hopefully he's back next year. But okay, yeah but, yeah. but now we really dial into what is our two biggest problems going into 2024 for the Miami Dolphins. In either order, I can I flip them around from time to time, which I think is the bigger problem because I can't tell which is the chicken, which is the egg, what causes what, or if there is a cause and effect here. You can debate as you wish, and I'd like to hear your take. But the play calling is bland and. I can see the thought process at times because it seems like McDaniel's like, I want to put the ball in my playmakers' hands and get just let them get stuff done. But especially in playoff situations, you have to scheme things up. You can't just be like, here, Tyreek, go win me football games and throw him wide receiver screens 10 times a game. Not going to work. Um, you can't just run zone left, zone right, and expect Raheem Mostert to tear it up. You, you know, there's no creativity in the run game. And then yeah, the ball playing into that, even when there's good schemes, there's times where Tua is shanking throws, he looks afraid in big moments, and he just he can't deliver. I mean, the pressure absolutely torn smithereens, and then even when they weren't bringing pressure, it was like he was expecting it to come and would just throw the ball away. Because he's like, oh, Chris Jones is coming in two seconds, let me just chuck it. And there was a stat that actually came up that I think it was around halftime that he had the most time that he had had up to that point this year in time in the pocket, and he still was terrified. It yeah. was around three seconds he was averaging in that Chiefs game to make a throw, and that is way more than a lot of quarterbacks have. Yeah. Well, what did I tell you before the game? 
I wanted this team to run the football. And what did they do? They passed the football. And then as they, they always it, do. It was as a they always goofy do. end arounds. At the stupid jet sweeps, the stupid screen plays that didn't work, and they kept trying to make it work. Riemosa ran the ball seven, eight times. He was in single digit carries. Single digits. That's a touchdown. Didn't make leader. sense. Didn't make sense. Third and two, fourth and twos. Let's pass the ball. Why are we doing this? Well, we only had one third down conversion. And that was like in garbage time. Exactly. It's the play calling was downright pathetic. Downright pathetic. The play calling the past month has mm-hmm. been bad. Flat out bad. And I'm not even talking about Tua yet, which was just as disappointing. I think that's cemented even you, more disappointed. I, I feel like that cemented you being open to new quarterback options. Being open, I didn't say you're guaranteed to replace him. But now, if you took Evan six weeks ago, he was like, no, there's no way we're extending him. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, like you can we can go back to like our first episode back in 2020. This is the first time that I'm truly felt split. I feel like every time, I feel like every offseason, I was on Tua's side. I agree. Right? Yeah. That's and it, why I it, said. it was tiring from the people that were downing him to be like, no, stop it. it was like, me. what are you talking about? Yes, exactly. And now, honestly, being in the middle, it's even more exhausting because you have people that are downright just flaming him and just like, this dude's useless. Let's go get quarterback, whatever. And then Absolutely there's Absolutely not useless. What? He's absolutely not useless. There are people that think he's that he just is flat out like the worst quarterback of all time. There's people out there. And then there's people that are like, no, we got to stick together. And I'm like, I don't know anymore, man. I am tired. I am tired. And I'm it, tired. And it's I sound like Joe Beningo for crying out loud. I'm like, just what? Just I'm tired. I want to win. I don't care who the fuck fucking quarterback is and i think that it could be fucking fucking larry the lobster and fucking quarterback i don't care as long as you're winning games and i think the biggest dagger was for you and i found this out on accident because i didn't mean to trigger you is watching two young quarterbacks in their first season starting go and absolutely tear up legit defenses you saw cj stroud go and decimate that Cleveland defense that everyone thought was a champ, not even thought was, that is a championship caliber defense. And then Jordan Love, who I think personally, I don't know if this is a hot take, I think he had a better performance than Stroud. I don't care what everyone says. I agree. Even though they had identical stats, Stroud's was, I feel like maybe more pleasing to the eye, a lot of big plays. But watching Jordan Love, he did all the little things right. And it was like, from like a football fan and a football lover, and even somebody who is a casual film enjoyer, he looked like a seasoned veteran. Like I felt like I was watching Prime Aaron Rodgers at one point. Like he was taking pressure. Like as we know, this Dallas. Like people are like, oh, Dallas wasn't bringing enough pressure. They weren't getting sacks. Like oh, they were bringing pressure. They were sending heat. They were in his face, and he was delivering strikes fifty yards down the field, one after another. There was the one play I texted you. They had probably four guys in his face instantly off rip, and he just drilled it down the field. And I was like, oh, my 
God, how fast he gets the ball out, the reads that he's making, the accuracy and the arm strength was all there. And the biggest question mark with him has been, can he do it consistently? You know, he has his highs and lows. He throws the ball away at times. He has that, like, gunslinger tendency where, like, he's like, oh, I'm going to make a play out of nothing. But this is the first time where I genuinely felt the Packers got their next legit starting guy. Thank goodness. I was like, thank goodness. Yo, thank goodness. Because they've been struggling to find a yeah yeah for sure. Because thank goodness. I've been oh, like I God bless. Up God to bless now it's been all fun and games and jokes. It's been like oh they're gonna get their next like generational quarterback. But like he genuinely looks like he has top five potential. They want. I their, mean they want to play. If I was, in if, Dallas. I was, if I was to make an end of the year top ten quarterback list, he's making the back half of my top ten. I think it's a bit reactionary, but that. I, but that's the thing. I'm usually not reactionary, but that's how strong I felt about that performance against the number one defense in the league. Look, hey, when he was hey, coming into that draft, that 2020 draft, of course, I liked him, but I didn't like that pick the, because of you know you were ready, liked, you were in a position to win a Super Bowl with Rodgers. I liked Love more than Herbert. I, there was something about Love I liked more. Maybe just he was like super athletic and had the bigger arm. He has the And um, he was he was I guess he was the most mysterious what, what, out of all of them. Well he, he A went, was he, he was a U- tools guy. Yeah, he went to Utah State, you know. As you you know, I'm a big tools guy. Love tools, my tools quarterbacks. Yeah, like, like craftsman or like You know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, I know, I know. And he was the uh ball busting. Hmm? He has like the play extender tendencies. Yeah. Where that was also in a lot of the film breakdowns that I saw, the big problem. Who, Tua, Ash? No, I saw his, but in general, just watching a highlights from the game, from the Dolphins game, yep. and also from other videos I've seen, that was a huge issue in that Dolphins game, where he's holding onto the ball in his moments like, "Hey, roll out left to see what you can make happen." Once or twice, he is at the end of these games like, "Look, you're down twenty points, bro." roll out and try and make something happen. If you throw a pick at this point, all right, whatever, the game's lost. But even now to the end of the game, he's just sitting in the pocket, nothing's happening, and he's through that. This is when he threw that screen to Tyreek at the end of the game. He got blown up on that final drive. When they you know, when they still they're like, oh, if you score this drive, you have a chance. And yeah. he threw that screen, Tyreek got blown up five yards back. Yep. If he looked left, he could have at least rolled out left. It was covered beautifully, don't get me wrong, but he has a chance to make something happen. Whereas any of those top guys, a Josh Allen, a Justin Herbert, a even Caleb Williams coming into the draft, they roll, try and find guys, throw guys open. I feel like Tua is, and this is what I've said from the beginning of the year, the perfect quarterback to mold because he is going to run your offense and he is not going outside of those lines. He is going to look at the route tree, make his reads. If nothing is there, that's the end of the play. Yeah. Well. If it is there, he can get you there. He could throw it accurately. But the play dies where whatever's drawn is not there anymore. Yeah. And you uh, in the new NFL with how complex defensive schemes are, I don't know if that's viable anymore. Yeah, it just it, it was frustrating to watch that performance, the execution, the play calling, the everything. The everything was just the offense. the The past month has been. Flat. Real lackluster. Ever, ever since mm-hmm. Connor Williams went down with an injury, the by far 
by far the most impactful injury the Dolphins have suffered. More than Jalen Phillips, more than Bradley Chubb, more than uh, Taron Armstead coming in and out. Connor Williams is the mo- was the most yeah. important player to that O-line. And since then, you had Liam Meikenberg, a, a guy who never snapped the football under center ever, now has to pick up on blitzes, pick on pick, pick up on the D, where Connor Williams is excelling in that. Yep. And there, I felt like there was a lack of confidence yep. between him and Tua with the snaps, with him picking the blitzes, Every, and obviously just blocking in general. Yeah, and that's what it felt like it was, too, because... And running the ball. They're sending the heat at them. It was like, hey, we can get to the quarterback, and then screw it. Just stuff Tyreek at the line, take him down, whatever you got to do, drill him at the line of scrimmage, and let the pressure get there. Well, of course. And I feel like the first time I really saw that plan put on the Dolphins was... I'm trying to think who it was. You could definitely remember. It was like a year or so ago. And we're like, wow, we've never seen this happen to the Dolphins before where Tyreek was getting put on his ass at the line of scrimmage. Last year? Yeah. I can't remember. I don't know. And I remember we had this exact conversation. We're like, oh, we might have found, like, a Dolphins beater. Because they were just – it was a lot of pressure, and it was a lot of keep Tyreek within five and put him on his butt right away. I guess it was it, – it might have been, like, the Jet game. No, it was not the Jet game. Okay. Oh no! It's screaming Tennessee, but it's not Tennessee. It might have well, been a rant. Was the did you play the Rams last year? No. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. Whatever. Uh, but it's tough. But I'll let you move off the Dolphins. Um, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm. Oh, you still got more done yet? Take it away. To all the people that were saying, "Oh, you don't want to play Buffalo again." Kansas City's a tougher. It's an easier matchup. You guys match up better. No, 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 no. Absolutely not. So, so, like, so, okay, so you're telling me we should have just purposely just not played the Week 18 game on purpose. No, Week 18, not only was it just pride on the line, which is obviously why I wanted to win that freaking game to beat the Bills and win the division, because you play, an, uh, you're guaranteed a home game against the team that you just beat, and then if you beat them again, you're guaranteed another home game. But no, no, and God forbid. Like, okay, you do beat Kansas City. Who do you play against? On the road against which we call it against Baltimore. Yep. Whoop de do. Congrats. And that's a, we are. We saw how that played out. Makes no sense. And I don't care. Makes what anybody no says. sense. It doesn't. Fuck your matchups. Fuck everything. This team needs to play at home, not on the road. At home, and when it's sunny and warm. None of this bullshit. And and not when it's. Saturday night at 8 o'clock with sub-zero degrees. which is fucking bullshit by the NFL, by the way. Just like all this bullshit. That, I mean, oh, oh, the Chiefs you, played it just fine. True. True. I'm not, uh, what, what I'm also saying, you had sub-zero. You could, you could have moved up the game a little bit. You, you, you postponed that, that Buffalo game. Because viewership. No, because oh, Peacock was, was uh, yes, the two hundred million. Uh, actually, but I'm not. I think bl- it was one hundred and ten. Actually, uh, whatever. Look, I'm not blaming the the that for the loss, but it is ridiculous because it also came out that I mean, that's a bunch like, of people had frostbite and stuff like that. It's like this could have easily been avoided. This is like blaming the Flaygate on why the the Colts lost by forty. No, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. But I'm but I'm just saying like you could have moved up the game during the day. It still would have been cold. And we probably still would have lost. But I'm saying maybe 
you don't have players get frostbite. Maybe you score 10 points. Maybe you score 10 points. Maybe they score, maybe Kansas City scores 36 points. Mm. You ever thought about that? More points. More points, guys. Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert. I'm so tired of. I don't want to. I, I'm so tired of the Dolphins. I'm so. Oh, God. I hate. Oh, God. And the, uh, they suck. I fucking hate that franchise. They're a fucking joke. So now. As Just wait until March comes around and they sign a couple players. Oh, we, oh boy, baby, we're back. Wait until draft season. What, what train are you on now? The A, trade Tua for a win now quarterback. Because. No. Don't forget. I'm on. I'm on contract I'm, talks. I'm immediately on, on no, but okay. Draft rookie, keep Tua. Trade Tua, draft rookie. Just keep Tua, sign veteran. I'm on and the. And don't draft rookie. I'm on. I'm on the just keep Tua for one more year. And, and it's got to be in because you're going to bring somebody else in, whether it's a rookie I, or a vet. I, I draft a rookie, but like maybe fourth or fifth round. Like, I, I'm like not, what, uh, what's his name out of uh, Tennessee? Joe Milton? Yeah. Sure. Sure. Okay. You, you sure. wouldn't be mad at a fifth-round Joe Milton? I'd be like, okay. I feel, I feel, he, I feel like he's he, athletic and has a rocket. I feel like that gives me the same energy as Hendon Hooker last year. Sure. When I was like, "Hey, you should pick Hendon Hooker," and you're yeah. like, "No." And Hendon Hooker was a better college player, although he was like, he 25. also has a, he just got activated off IR. That's true. That's he true. has not played yet. Give him a chance. Next future quarterback okay. in Detroit. Mm. I think they're all doing. I think they're doing okay with their quarterback. I think they're doing okay with their quarterback. Uh, but I'm going keep keep two up because besides the top three guys in this draft, I don't what want are to you touch anyone. Twenty one. Okay, let's Can you say do something for me. You're on the draft. Penix is falling. It's pick 14. He's still on the board. You trade up? Probably not. I wasn't... I was so discouraged with his performance in the uh, championship game. I feel like that says more about Look, I, said about him. I, I got the old line was getting cooked and stuff like that. Lefty to lefty. Lefty to lefty. I don't know. Like I like Penix, but I don't know. I don't he's, know. He's taller. Thank goodness. Praise the Lord. Thank God. Because that's obviously what's holding him back. Well, nah. Definitely not J.J. McCarthy. No. Rumor no, has it the no, Raiders no, no. have been eyeing him up. And at first, that's okay. when people are like, does that mean Harbaugh's interested? But then oh, they re-signed well, Pierce. Right, yeah. And they also said the Giants are interested. And I was like, oh. That would be so funny. I I don't know if it's a hot take. If they picked him in, like, the second lat round, third round, I would not be mad. Okay. If it is a first-round pick. Now, that would be fun. Then I'll be triggered. That would be funny. Because they were be saying, funny. I don't know if they said. I Actually, I think the report was that they had a first-round grade on him. Okay. And it's like. Okay, I guess that could mean anything. That could mean anything. I mean, like, remember your scouts in Madden and the guys you had first round grades on? Like, just like finally, the first overall reach. This guy was ranked number 1000. <laughs> Lol, JK. I think it's like, what do you mean? He was ranked number one all year and ran a 4 3 at the end. He's like, sorry, he's soft. <laughs> he doesn't have the heart. <laughs> 
No star dev. Sorry. God, you used to get so triggered at those drafts. Yeah, because the scouting was fucking busted. And then I'd pick like sixth round. I'd be like, wow, I got a running back that has 99 of Wow, you found the second coming of Earl Campbell. Congratulations. <laughs> it's like, fuck you. God, that was so much fun. I didn't have fun. And then the best is because I would like build that stack team and sign them on like four or five year deals. But then the whole time I'm drafting guys with hidden devs. So once those guys, I just release them off their top contracts. And then I would have those hidden dev guys has, filter in. Yeah, and they like, have super money because you're one of those teams where the cap doesn't exist. Well, yeah, because I would have all my stupid young guys on rookie deals, and then I would just buy everybody. And, and then your star, and like, yeah, because you drafted Trevor Lawrence, he's like, I'm going to take a 90% pay cut because I love Washington. Because you were the commander. Well, at the time, they were the football team still. Yes, they were. He'd be like, I'm going to sign a league minimum because I believe in this. <laughs> no, but you're, biggest... you're like the Dodgers before the Dodgers. <laughs> no, I really was. But the biggest terror. But there was, was... no deferred money. It was just like, <laughs> it was just, here's because, 750 Because I maxed out like the GM trade that lot for contract negotiations. So I'm, I still remember this very vividly. I traded. Oh, yeah, you can do I, that. So I bought. So when I, I took over the team, I traded everybody. Everybody but Terry McLaurin was out of the building day one. First draft comes through. I have the top four draft picks, I think. And I no, I think it was three and then a later one. But sure. Still, I had, I picked Trevor Jamar Pitts, somebody else somewhere else. Might have been one of the running backs. I know. No, it's got to be Te Te player. Zach Wilson and ETN later on. And I forget, you took somebody from that. It might have been, my, I think it was Micah Parsons. I think you had Micah Parsons. I, 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 I picked Parsons. Yes, I picked Parsons. I didn't pick quarterback. Oh, I remember now. I had you had the fourth pick, and I think I had like the the fifth pick, and you picked Parsons, and I wanted to get him again. Well, that's what it was. Yeah, and that's all I needed. Because, if I got hold of Parsons, yeah, it was over. Because, I don't think I picked quarterback because Carson Wentz was pretty good in the game. He was yeah, still, like, he was coming off that like a, a good year. Yeah, it was. He was still a relatively high player. Yeah, I didn't be. And you scramble around with him. I mean, yeah. God, and then I fuck with the first shows, free RPOs. agency. This is what took my team to like the next level. And I would the worst thing was is though first off we would sim any games we weren't playing each other. So when it came to the playoffs, I'd always beat one of you guys, and then I'd lose in the sim game every single time. It'd be like fourteen win season, and I'd get cooked by the CPU in a sim game. I was like, anyways, first off season biggest moves. I signed two people, Aaron Jones, yep, and Jair Alexander, who yep. was known as. Like, he had – I don't know if it was that game, but I think it was – well, one, Jair was, like, the best cornerback in the year – in that year. And that Madden had, like, crazy interception animations. You threw it anywhere in the vicinity of Jair, he was diving and picking it off. Yeah. Because that would max out all those dev traits. It was over. It was, a, like, the classic one-handed Odell snag, broken cheese It didn't matter what your receiver was, they... he was picking it off. Of course. And then this is – I remember the icing on the cake. I draft Kyle Hamilton next year as like the lurker safety. You're right. Top. You did do that. And he had like 90 something speed. And I would use him in just because he's also six foot four. No, no, he's not 90 speed because, you know, he got drafted like in the 14th overall because he's slow apparently in real life. I cannot slow believe he's in a boy. Top five Fucking morons. Whoever, whoever is those scouts should get fired. And, and everyone now is like, like what? He's good? 
What? It's not like he played at like he's the best safety. It's not in like the he league. played at a very high uh, level in college. What? No. Because everyone was like, "Oh, he's a you know like Isaiah Simmons. Like, oh, he's a gadget linebacker guy." I was like, "Well, first off, this is kind of like what RG three was saying about RG three. It's the problem why those guys were struggling." Those Isaiah Simmons and like them before, I don't think defenses knew how to use them yet. Yeah, no, exactly. And then defenses they no grew to evolve, and I feel like the first one to really take one of those roles was like Jalen Ramsey in that star position with McVay. But okay. still, later on now we're seeing, I think the best execution now is Kyle Hamilton in Baltimore. If you utilize him properly as like a coverage combo, pass rushing, whatever he does, it's insane. Mistakes. That, who's like, the Baltimore but, defensive coordinator? I can see him getting a job. Uh, Will McDonald. Uh, that's Will McDonald. It's like McDonald. He, old uh, McDonald. Got it. Uh, old McDonald had a farm. E-I-I-O. Um, yeah, it's like McDonald. He uh, came from Michigan mm. as like their. He was like their co-defense coordinator, and he got the defense coordinator job. Who's uh, they have done great things. They have two. They have, they have two they have, they're both their corners. Baltimore, both the uh, college guys. Marlon Humphrey didn't play this year, right? I feel like he didn't play a whole lot. I'm pretty sure he hasn't played all year. Hey, that's how good teams stay good. They pounce on the stupid teams making stupid decisions, but they're stupid scouts. Jadavian Clowney's had kind of a resurgence. Sure. Has I, he not? I don't know. I forgot. He's on. A, he's still playing football. He's, I'm not going to lie. He's viable. Great. That's awesome. And I never understood why he struggled because I feel like he, in reality – I don't know if it was like a scheme fit thing because he never really like struggled per se. Yeah, I don't know. It was weird because a lot of teams were always willing to sign him. He was always getting big deals, but yeah, never he, long deals. He was with Cleveland. He was with Tennessee. And he was getting paid the whole length of the way. Yeah. But like his sack numbers weren't very high, but he was getting pressure. Yeah. He, he was. He's a weird one. He's, he's one of those He like hovers the, the line of bust. Like no one, yeah. he's not a bust, but like he also was – in, like if you go by bust in terms of disappointment level, yes, yes. But was but he, he was a, a bad pro? No, he was a good pro that made uh, bajillions of dollars. Yeah, but th- in terms of meeting expectations, we no. thought this guy was like the second coming of Christ out of college. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we all saw the hit that he laid. God, I remember watching that live, and I was just like, uh, but just to wrap up the Dolphins conversation, every sidetrack. Man, that Tennessee loss really, really uh, twists the knife a little bit, doesn't it? You let Will Levis drive down the field on you. So, good on you guys. Better luck in 2024. Probably see the same shit all over again. Hey, also, congratulations. You are the longest uh, losing playoff drought. Playoff drought. Congrats. That- Is that not crazy that you've never seen your team win a playoff game? I was alive for two of them. You've never seen your team win a playoff game. I was alive. I was like a week old and a, a barely a year old. A year old. Your dad's like was probably like, "Wow, first playoff game win. This kid's got a bright future, man." And they're like, "Nah, <laughs> nah." Your dad's like, "Maybe it'll be different for the next yeah. generation." And they're like, "You know, what? maybe, maybe, uh, maybe my second son could come around, my brother." And nope, it's yeah, still but, keep, like, we're keep it going. We're keep, we're but keep it's actually crazy though. You've never seen a playoff win. Like, yeah, is that like do you sit there and ponder like what what's going wrong? Like, I'm I'm like. What is success? Like even what if like success? you exclude the Giants two Super Bowls, like even we rattled off a playoff win last year. Most teams stumble into a playoff victory. At I've some only point. seen one divi- division title, so 
We had an opportunity. I didn't see. I didn't see too many division titles, but that's not what matters. It's the Super Bowls. Well, yeah, of course. For, for this fucking team, it's God forbid we win a playoff game. God forbid. You can't do that. That's what I'm saying. Most teams can stumble into one a decade. I know. Even the Jets have stumbled into AFC titles. They w- yes, yes, exactly, exactly. Like they've been his- obviously horrendous all the time, but like Look, they're still they're still a sad pathetic. Every franchise. so often, they still stumble into the playoffs. Well, they haven't done that like in a decade, so you know when you haven't done it in two and a half. Well, we stumble in there. We don't do anything in there. <laughs> At least we stumble in it. They don't get there. I mean, I don't know. I, I just I don't get it, man. But imagine if Ninja had a low taper fade, then everything we did for you're kicked out. I, and I forgot he's a Detroit fan apparently, and now and they won their game and you didn't that. know that. Well, I, I made the connection in my head because I, I forgot he's been a very like boisterous Detroit fan. For I, I use I, I used the wrong ver- wording there. I used the wrong wording. I I knew I I knew that mm. I. He's right up there with Eminem. Yes. Because he was at the Eminem, game, too. what was that? He was like, please, Stafford, please give me a playoff win. Yes. Knock, knock, put the devil in me. Like, did they have to boo him, though? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I'm not sure why. Like, it wasn't, his, no it wasn't his fault the team was poorly constructed for God for sake how long. If anything, and then he's the reason he why you're good now. What was that? If anything, he's the reason why they're good now. That's, that's true. That's a good, that's a... Who would have thought the Detroit Lions are ran all right because of Dan Campbell? Dan Campbell and the GM. They've done a great job, both of them. Uh, both of them been Love great. Love Dan Campbell. Dan and I said this after last year when people were like, oh, should they fire him? Because they had that really cold start. They, yeah, they, they rattled off at the bad. end to save his job. There's an ultimate universe where they lose one or two more games and he gets fired. Oh, uh-huh, absolutely. And then they're right back in the pit of misery. And it's, the, I think, the prime example of why I don't like giving coaches – border like without catastrophic circumstances you need two years you can't set up your own foundation and you know filter at least the last regime with at least two years i'm usually a three-year guy the only way way is like if you've completely lost the locker room and people don't like you that you could tell yeah all right it's the same with dable people already want to fire dable like let's relax but he's on the hot seat in my opinion no of course he's on the hot seat but he's not fired no uh, and then there was reports with Wink that people have problems with him. And I think it was Tiki who brought up a great point and was like, if the report, like, it was anonymous sources saying people don't like him. It's like, yeah, if the anonymous people saying that were the people that got fired, then yeah, that makes sense that they had problems with Dable. I saw something like him and Kafka might have have some beef too. I just think, once again, this depends how run, deep this runs and how much, how true it is. Is it something to keep your eye on? Yes. Am I worried about it? Not at all. Because what I think it is, is actually a pro, and it looks like he's holding his guys accountable. And if holding Wink and some of those guys accountable and firing guys who did not perform caused a problem, we don't need you in the locker room anyways. Right. Right. If Dayball says to you, like, hey, your running scheme is shit, Kafka, and he's like, oh, what an asshole. Well, your running scheme is shit, Kafka. Like, yeah. do your it's do your job. If Brady was, I'm not Brady. Belichick was saying the same thing. I know he has the resume, but people are like, wow, he holds his guys in line, yeah. and he, you know, he puts them in check. Well, also, Dable was, uh, he he coached, he was in the Patriots for a little bit. 
So you're gonna put those connections. Exactly. He was. And, he worked under Saban too. It, and like I said, is it something to keep your eye on? Yes. Am I worried? Not at all. All right. Next year, though, a lot of question marks with this team. Yeah. Will Saquon still be here? I think not. Okay. Sterling Shepard already gone, but that was more of like a feel-good locker room vet guy. That's more of like an in-the-feels kind of loss. Isaiah Hodgins, uh, number one receiver. Are you saying he is our number one receiver? No, I just remember where he balled out that last stretch in 2022. That Bro, nothing was better than that stretch because it was like, yes, finally, one of our practice squad receivers is playing good. And then it's like, oh, that's the reason why he's a practice squad receiver. Oh, it, yeah, like Slayton, I still, I said that, and I still think he's better. Slayton still deserves a spot on the team. Like he's like a very good, he's like a sneaky deep ball guy. Yeah, like you see him like once a game. Because I always see him going on for a like go a route. sixty yard target. Yeah, yeah. and Jalen Hyatt. Um, Hyatt's gonna take more of that role. I'm very excited to see where Hyatt takes the next step. I want to see him more involved in the game plan, and he was incredibly promising this year, especially at the end of the year when they actually started like I don't know using him. Mm. Uh, he's like a sneaky dynasty pick. I was saying to Dan, um, he was like, "Oh, should I take?" It? I'm like, "By no any stretch of the means, take him against bona fide certified studs and right. legit young guys." Right. But like when he gets those later rounds, and you want to like, he's a very boomer bust guy. He, I could very easily seeing in five years him being, oh, remember when Jalen Hyatt was picked by the Giants? Oh, forgot about that guy. Or five years from now, being like, "Hey, he was a top three guy from that class." Right. He could go either one of those two directions. Right. 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 Uh, what else we got over there? What is going on at quarterback? I don't know. Um, I think we're definitely going to pick a quarterback at some point, whether it's – I don't think they're going to go with a first-round quarterback. JJ. Um, at some point, they're going to pick somebody. Uh, that really comes down to what the scouting department sees. They could pick somebody in the first, but I, ju- I trust my boy Joe. See okay. what he sees, see what the scouts think. Okay. Um, and that's going to look like either quarterback – I don't think they'll go tackle. I'm thinking Odunze or Neighbors, and that should help with the receiver room, one of those two. Because um, I could realistically see Odunze going over Neighbors, but a lot of hype over him. I think so, too. I personally like Odunze. That's just me. Yeah, he's really good. And then hopefully the line can can gel. And that is there is young talent on the line. Um our buddy on the right at right tackle, I think they're going to keep him there. A lot of people want him to move to guard. Andrew Thomas is still all pro, lockdown, left tackle. He's not going anywhere, but can he stay healthy? Hopefully. I mean, that was just a week one injury in that, like, stupid turf. This is what cost him his whole year. Yeah. In that, like, mucky Dallas game, I think our young center is going to develop quite nicely. Yep. He came along back half of the year. And... I assume they're going to piecemeal some linemen across the time. But I think this is like a very big gelling year, and they got to draft well. Is there any big free agents? I don't know on top of my head. But that's that's all I have to say on the Giants. Fair enough. What do you think? What? About the Giants. (laughs) They are a team that I'm intrigued about because – I'm obviously going to be intrigued to see who they hire as their DC. I feel um, like that is a very is going to be a sought after job because of the young personnel. Okay. Do you not think so? 
because I'm giving you Banks. I'm I don't know. I'm giving you McKinney. I'm giving you Tevedo. I don't know. Only, I don't Great know. linebacker core. So, okay, look. Do people want to work for Dable with all these reports? Do people Does Wink put the feeders to some of his buddies? And like, hey, don't work for this guy. That would be sad if you if you're winking like that's just like bitter. I don't know. Okay, then we don't want them. Those are not guys you All want right. in your locker room. Listen, like he's got to nail that that hire down because he's on the hot seat. Yeah, I don't think he can get another. I'm not sure if he gets another year after this if he puts up the same year he had this this past season. I imagine I, you saw the Giants hire Matt Patricia. I'd actually, like, hurl myself out of window. See you later. Yeah, you deserve to get fired on the spot. We can talk about the Eagles in a little bit uh, right, after, right after this. But I'm I'm just curious to see what they're going to do. Like, the that offense, like, that offense is just, it, it's such an offense that I don't, like, I just want to know what they're going to do. There's so many directions that they can go in. Mainly with the skill players. O-line's like, all right, whatever. They, they really underperformed. But, like, they still got some. We have some pieces. Intriguing pieces. Like, even Evan Neal, yeah, he might be a bum. He uh, he probably is a bum. But Linemen sometimes but, turn yeah, around. But listen, I thought Austin Jackson was a low-key bum. Next thing you know, he so played saying, all 17 games and signed a contract extension. So That's what I'm saying. Linemen are weird. Yeah. They rarely pan out early. Yeah. So. Especially at tackle. Yeah. Yeah. But. Remember still, even people were saying, Penny Sewell, not that good. Yeah. Even, even Andrew Thomas a little bit, too. Yeah, he didn't have a great... Because yeah, he was like the, the high ceiling. Uh, not the high ceiling. The he high was the guy. high floor guy. High floor guy, yeah. But, um... It yeah. turns out his floor was pretty high. Yeah. <laughs> but, um... I'm just... The, the skill positions is just the most... The thing I'm intrigued about the most. Running back? Running back. Quarterback. Quarterback. And, like, receiver... I know they draft... The obviously drafted Wandale. I know they drafted high with the first with the first-round pick last year. But still... I don't know. I, I don't think they're still using those players correctly. They need an Odunze. They do. They do need an Odunze. I know they try to get that with Waller, sort of that big receiver type. But well, they actually know healthy. they tried to get that with Galladay. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm still shocked. Like I know how abysmal he was. I'm shocked he's out of the league. Yeah. Like don't get me yeah. wrong. You told me there's no team that would put him on a practice squad or even on a roster on a one year. That's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, that tells me his character issue was that bad. Yeah, char- yeah, characters and also also as well like when you're making that much money and you're on the sp- and the spotlight is shining bright and feel like the only thing people remember you is just the constant drops and you getting benched and all that stuff. It and the comments does- from your mom on Twitter. Yeah, there you go. So, uh but let's, you know, let's, you know, let's wrap up making we can make quickly from the of the the Cowboys. Ha ha ha! You guys are frauds. Still. They're keeping McCarthy. They are. They Don't are. Have much I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. Jerry loves his guys. I'm not. Jason Garrett was there. If for they a had a years. chance at Bill, I think they would have hired him. I think he's pretty much locked yeah. into Atlanta though. Yeah, exactly. Oh, but like I said, Jerry Jones loves his guys. Jason Garrett was there for a very long time. Wade Phillips was there for a very, very long time. And I respect it, though, because he lets them build a system. He does, but also does To his, a fault. To a fault. To a fault. Um, um, even with honestly, like, it's kind of surprising when you think Dak about it. and his running backs. Yeah. He lets, yeah. he let, you know, like you said, he likes his guys. Honestly, it's, it's surprising when you think about it because you know, Jerry Jones, he's, he's getting up there in age. 
you would think he'd be more reactionary. Like, win now. Yeah, like, you're not the, oh, we didn't win. See you later. Bye-bye. Who's, who, yeah. Where's the next guy? I think he knows. Like, you remember he said he sold his soul for those other Super Bowls? Yeah, that's true. On that, on that last one, he won. He's prayed that if I win this one, I'll never ask for another one again. He's been cursed ever since. There you go. But, um, yeah, just the. And then I feel like with the Eagles, the only thing I really have to say about the Eagles is fire everybody. And that's all. Because yeah, I think oh my God. once Kelsey, well, first off, Kelsey only Kelsey's didn't gone. retire just because Schefter leaked it because he's an asshole. And he is sp- not retiring yet. What a surprise. Not the first time someone's done that about Schefter. He, he did might, with Brady. He might still retire, but I think he might just like wait a month so that he could be like, now I'm retiring on my terms. Schefter's a fucking weirdo. He's always has been, always will be. Don't care how many, don't care how many uh, appearances he can make on Pat McAfee. He is such a weirdo. Yeah, such a weirdo. And then um, I feel like once he goes, then I can see like them Fletcher Cox or retired them. Yeah, they have a lot of those Brandon Graham, a I bunch like of those guys. He, I feel like he might be the domino. Yeah, listen, last year was the year. Once the offensive line goes, yeah, that's gonna be tough. And even with that old line. Offensively, they looked bad. They did not look good at all. So now you lose that connection with your center and your quarterback. And that, once again, the center is that head of that offensive line. Oh, yeah. Um, how old is Lane Johnson now? He's in his 30s as well. And he's, he's battles He's getting banged too. up, too. Yeah. So all you need now is to have a young center in there. Lane Johnson yeah. gets hurt. Yeah, man. Then you got problems. Then you're human just like the rest of us. Exactly, exactly. And there goes your tush push right Listen, the, the tush push, it didn't even they work. They might not ban it now. Yeah. Yeah, honestly, they're like, ha, ha, ha. I might just keep it just so you can't run it again. Exactly. When they got stopped, I was so happy. I was. I was like, there you go. I was like, it was, literally, it was like the metaphor for like them buckling. Yeah. Like exactly. they were crumbling, and then the tush push yeah. failed for the two point conversion, and then it was like the game's over. Yeah, there was a genuine, genuine part of me that that thought Sirianni was gonna get fired during during the game. I was like, could they actually? They might actually fire him. No, but part of me feels like I could see them starting like one and four next year, and then he gets fired. Yeah, I I could see that. Listen, that's another one. He needs to hire home runs. For that corner spot, because he failed on not just one of them, but not even two of them, three of them. Because he got Sean decides his DC and was like, "Yeah, you stink," and then brought Matt Patricia, who was even worse. That was like when Cleveland got rid of. Uh, I'm not Stefanski. Who was there before? Who was the OC and the head coach over there? Oh, uh, Freddie Kitchens. Yes, yes, and they brought then they brought oh, then they brought Freddie in. Then it was a disaster. brother, brother, brother. That was so. There was a point for the Giants actually think that they promoted Freddie Kitchens, and I was like, "Oh, god. that's right, that's right." Oh my god, because that was—I remember these random yeah, moments. Yeah, I think now, it was like the tight end coach. Yeah, what what is what an elite staff the Giants had? Joe Judge's head coach, offensive coordinator Jason Garrett, and tight ends coach Freddie Kitchens. Yeah, I remember they pro- they let him call plays one game. Yikes! Yikes! And I'm pretty sure we lost. Probably, I think it was like a like a primetime game. Jason Garrett's play calling was. But you know he's just you know he's honestly an even worse color commentator because my oh my I hear him for those Dolph, uh, God, not Dolph games, so Nordin games. Oh, you know my favorite part of the Nordin uh, commentary booth, not as, uh, color comment. You know, the amount of color commentaries they've had. Uh, let's say in common, uh, Jason Garrett, 
Drew Brees, Doug Flutie. All color commentators for Notre Dame football at one point. What do all those three have in common? Quarterback. Well, quarterback, but they never played at Notre Dame. And also, not even that. They played at rival schools. I don't know. I forgot Ian what. Ian Book could be the. Uh... <laughs> I would take him. He's a Notre Dame guy. Or um, Joe. Big Joe. You know Big Joe. Big Joe Hall? <laughs> what? What quarterback? Joe Namath. Yes. Yes, Joe Namath. Well, uh, now he's back on the good grace because, like, there was a big fallout between uh, Namath and Brian Kelly. And, like, mm. I mean, uh, yeah, Na- not Namath, Montana. That's yes, what I meant. There you go. That's what I, me- that's what I meant. I meant I'm an idiot. I'm more- I was going to say how never long you run Never Joe Namath. Never Joe, never Joe Namath. I was letting you run never with it. Never Joe Namath. Did you not see my face? I was like, yeah, Joe Namath. I apologize to Joe Montana, the better Joe, the much better Joe. <laughs> this guy forgot about Joe Montana for Joe I, I, That's I, I meant, I meant Montana. I'm telling your father. I meant, I meant Montana. That's what I meant. But there was a big falling out between Montel, Montana and Kelly, and Montana never went to the bunch, never went to Nordingas for a yeah, long he's time. He's still mad about that movie. <laughs> what, Rudy? Rudy, he hates Rudy. He's like, that wasn't the proper representation of Rudy. I don't think he was on the team. He was yeah, the... still, he's still oh, wait, better. He, he might have been on the team. He you're, was. He might. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, he, yeah, he was. He was on like, the team. Rudy wasn't actually that good. It's like, all right, bro, it's a movie. It's like we get it. We. It's like we know, we know. But um, yeah, the Eagles. Yeah, they got they got hit home runs on those uh those on those coordinators uh because man, everyone regressed. Everyone regressed. And even like, I like that Brian Johnson promotion because I, you know, obviously he's like keep what was working. And you know, yeah, I think he had a decent resume. Uh yeah, no, no, not at all, not at all. Yeah. And and those corners of Jonathan Gannon's a bit different because he's on a completely rebuilding team with Arizona, but like they're playing hard for him. And then Shane Sykin, people were saying maybe head coach of the year. Mm. So yeah. All right, well, take it away on the last words, Evan. <sighs> Don't get your hopes up. Don't get your hopes up with things because when you think things are when you think things are different they're actually the same uh, yeah all right take it away i just took it away yeah. 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 Yeah.